do you stink? So the other day, my husband and I, Petey, we went for a walk in our neighborhood, enjoying the sounds of the birds, the nature, and just what a lovely day it was outside. But the day was to take a tragic turn for the worst, because as we turned the corner, we noticed a different aroma in the air. Not the smell of flowers, not the beautiful scent of freshly cut grass. It was the scent of a skunk. And for those who know what a skunk smells like, it is like the fiery burning brimstone of hell. It is the worst smell in the world. As we realized what we were smelling, we looked a bit further down the road and we saw that up ahead was actually the carcass of a dead skunk right up in front of us a few yards away. I was about to just run backwards, but my husband was like, hey, we're almost, you know, we're about to pass it anyway. So, you know, we can make it. Let's just run for it. <laughs> so we did. But just when we thought that we could simply escape to a different part of the neighborhood, we realized that no matter what road we walked on, that same smell had permeated the entire neighborhood. And it was awful. It was so incredibly strong that no matter where you went in the neighborhood, you could still smell that skunk. So why am I talking about this? Because as I was thinking about this incident, something that the father put into my heart and mind was how badly that skunk smell does not even compare to how badly our sin smells as well. And just like that skunk was so strong that it permeated the entire neighborhood, affecting every single street in our neighborhood, our sin also does the same. It is not limited to something that we can keep private or enclosed in our own life affecting us alone. In fact, our sin affects the lives of those around us. I mean, the skunk is like a totally unique creature. It's one of the most, I don't know why God created it, but <laughs> he did. And what I find interesting is that when he created the skunk, he had it be white and black or light and dark. And you know what I find interesting is you know, in scripture, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, God says that there can be no fellowship between light and darkness. There can be no mixture between Christ and sin. Why? Because when you put on a face of being holy, of, of looking like you're following God, but yet you're secretly, or, or not so secretly even, partaking in sin, partaking in pride, gossip, bitterness, slander, hypocrisy, and so on and so forth, you are misrepresenting our king. And as such, you stink. God hates this so much that when Yeshua spoke to certain Pharisees, he highlighted this very topic when he rebuked them and said, very well, you are like whitewashed tombs where you are beautiful on the outside. You look holy, yet inside you are full of dead man's bones. God rebuked Israel in Isaiah chapter 1 for the same thing. They came to him to offer sacrifices, to, to keep Sabbaths and festivals, all of which he gave and are good in his Torah. Yet they did so in iniquity, as God said. And yet they came before him with a sacrifice, but with the blood of sin on their hands. And it was because of this, this hypocrisy, this living as a whitewashed tomb, looking holy on the outside, yet full of sin, greed, and wickedness. This is an abomination to God. So this is when we need to ask ourselves, have we done this? And is this something that is in our lives, even if we haven't realized this? This is the time when we need to go to the Father and take these moments of introspection and humility 
and ask him, Father, is there anything in my life that stinks? Is there anything in my life that is unclean, Father, that you can reveal it to me so I can repent and be washed clean? And yeah, this is not easy to do. I mean, it requires you to die to yourself, die to your flesh. That says that they need to repent. They're the ones at fault. But that is why Yeshua said, take the plank out of your own eye before you point out the speck of dust in someone else's eye. It's time we stop behaving as the Pharisee in Yeshua's parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee who stood before God, boasting in his own righteousness, his own holiness, thanking God that he was not like other men. He was not like that tax collector over there who who probably didn't have as good of a theology as, as the Pharisee did, who, who did, probably didn't fast as often as the Pharisee did, whose tzitzit were probably not as long as the Pharisee, and so on and so forth. Pharisee was so much more holy before God, right? Or was he? Meanwhile, the tax collector wouldn't even lift his eyes to heaven in abject humility and repentance, saying, God, forgive me, a sinner. And as Yeshua said, of the two, it was the tax collector who went home justified, not the Pharisee. Will we be quicker to take the plank out of our own eye before pointing out the speck of dust in someone else's eye? You know, I, one thing I've seen a lot in the body is a critical spirit. Yes, it is important to be able to differentiate and discern when there is sin, when there is um, unscriptural teachings being taught. That is correct. But of course, Matthew 18, you go to the person personally, if there is a, something you have ought against them for any reason, we need to stop just going to the internet and exposing everyone. So we've been talking about how God hates hypocrisy, the mixture of light and darkness, and how choosing a lifestyle of sin stinks. So what is a fragrant aroma? To God. Scripture says that there are a few things that have a fragrant aroma to our King. One of them is loving as Yeshua loves. That means living a life of sacrifice, living a life as a servant who would be willing to wash even the feet of his enemy. Are we willing to wash our enemy's feet? And never mind our enemy, what about our fellow brother and sister who we disagree with on a major theological issue? Would we be willing to wash their feet? Or are we quicker to point the finger and tear them down? The next thing scripture says that is a fragrant aroma to our Father is living as a living sacrifice, as well as the sacrifices that were made in the Torah. When you live a life of surrender, of humility, of walking humbly with your God, that is a sweet aroma to his nostrils. And the next thing scripture says that is a sweet aroma to our Father is prayer and worship. Because when you're worshiping, you aren't looking around, you aren't criticizing and judging what others are doing around you, at least you shouldn't be. Your eyes and your heart is raised towards heaven praising, extolling, and glorifying your King. And it is that heart of worship that is a sweet and pleasing aroma to our Father. And that's why I think when Yeshua met the woman at the well, when he spoke to her and talked about this new concept of spirit and truth, he used the word worship. That God is calling worshipers of spirit and truth. Those who will live a life with their eyes focused on the king, not pointing the finger at all the specks in others' eyes, but living a life of surrender, running their own race to glorify and extol 
him in all that they do, running after the goal, as Paul writes, which is Yeshua. So how does your life smell? Are there sins in your life that you need to take to the Father to repent of and to be washed clean? We all need to do that daily. And that is so important to live a life of surrender, of humility, like that tax collector. Father, forgive me. I have sinned, but I want to be washed clean. To be able to walk in freedom and in life as you have designed and created me to walk in. Not to walk in bondage. Not to walk in smelly chains that not only affect me, but affect those around me. Have you struggled with pride, with, with addictions, with secret sins that you've sort of brushed under the rug and come back to you again and again, even though you don't want to, they have a control over your life. Today is the day of freedom. May our lives give off a sweet aroma and be a good witness to those around us of the love of Yeshua, of his righteousness, of his kingdom and of his word. Let us be a representative of his kingdom and not our own. And may our lives be a sweet fragrance to our King. Mm -hmm.